Check it out, y'all. Welcome to Wishboning, the unofficial Wishbone podcast. I am your host, John Murphy. Uh, with me, as always, uh, my co-host and the Axel of my group, uh, Mr. Christian Humes. How you doing? I am ready to go on an adventure, a journey. Uh, I don't really like dark or low places, so I'm not really that interested in this episode in particular. But uh, Are you claustrophobic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be great. Actually, we'll get into it, but they go to some wide open spaces underground. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking... I wish uh, watch the episode first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the episode is a Hot Diggity Dog. We're doing a Journey to the Center of the Earth. Joining us is a very special guest, a writer and comedian, Mr. Sean Orr. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. He's really shy. <laughs> so, Sean, um, how familiar are you with Wishbone? Did you grow up with it? Do you know about it? Or are you a virgin like most of our guests? So, I'm not a virgin. Okay. Sexually or Wishbone. But I did watch Wishbone when I was a kid. But I don't really remember too much. I don't really remember too many plots of children's shows that I watched. I'm pretty bad about that. But I did, as I watched this episode... Uh, remember characters and how the show went and that lovely little dog yeah the dog you got joe sam and david you got the sweet sweet lady ellen and wanda and wanda oh yeah the goof making a lot of choices in this episode <laughs> she does a I, have, I have a question for you so this episode how do you feel about the title relating to anything uh well it's a volcano so hot <laughs> yeah dog yeah. Right. But not I mean, really. they're dig- usually digging. better with the puns. They're usually better with the puns. I feel. Uh, and yeah. the last, the last one too, Golden Retrieved, yeah. also weak. Like it was about Silas Marner, although that's nothing. I mean, that's a really hard yeah. book to elaborate. <laughs> is this like a late season episode? No, this is pretty early. So yeah. I mean, um, I think they just. You know, you have your classic books. You know, you have the Odyssey. You got Sherlock Holmes. You got these, things. and then you can start to get to these more very niche or detailed kind of books. And it's, I think, a lot harder, especially uh, science fiction. I think you have to uh, um, kind of figure out weird ways to adapt it. Obviously, in this one, you know, as we get into it, it's digging. I feel like they could have made it the Incredible Journey to the center of the earth. Yeah, like the movie, The Incredible Journey, with Brendan Fraser. No. The Incredible Journey, the the I'm movie with the dogs and the cat. Like, oh yes, I yeah. I have no this. idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, two dogs and a cat go out off into the wilderness mm-hmm. and get lost, and they have to find their way back home. You're talking about it's, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound is, I believe, wait, is it the called? remake of The Incredible Journey, which I wait. believe The Incredible Journey is the original. I don't know. It might be called Homeward Bound and The Incredible Journey. No, it's just Homeward Bound. No, is no. It? So there are two versions of it. One is the very old original. One is a remake. Okay. okay. The remake is still old at this point, but there's like a very old one from like the like But 70s. they don't go oh, okay. to the center of the earth. That's why I said the incredible journey to the center of the earth. Okay. For okay. instance, there is an episode that's going to come up called Bark to the Future, and they're using a movie pun for Back to the Future, even though it's going to be about the time machine. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying it wouldn't be that big of a stretch to use another movie pun, keep it yeah. dog-related, animal-related, then... <laughs> 
hot diggity dog. It does. It does seem like it fits logically a little bit better. Um, hot diggity dog though brings out a certain emotion and anticipation when you see that title. For yeah. me, I was like, hot diggity dog. Okay, let's get it on right now. Personally, <laughs> yeah, because I think when you look up hot diggity dog, is it a rap album or a rap song? I don't I know. I think it might be a phrase. Yeah, it's like some the, sort of weird jivey phrase. It's I don't know something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but there. I mean. I imagine they probably spent oh, quite a long time trying to think of these puns. I'm sure they spent a whole entire day in the room. Um, did, did you ever read Journey to the Center of the Earth? No. Either of you? Uh, I watched the movie with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> in <laughs> On 3D. the celebrated the uh, Journey series. Wow. I ever saw in theaters. Uh, really? Okay. Was it a good movie? I actually never saw the movie. It but... was atrocious. Probably okay. one of the many reasons Brendan Fraser has stopped making uh Large films, that and his terribly receding hairline. And a drinking problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why his face looks like it's melting. That, um, yeah. Probably. Probably. It's probably be. the drinking It's that problem. old drinking age yeah. melt, yeah. Well, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I did read the book, not to... Uh, yeah. Wow. That's actually one... This is the first book I've actually finished of the series that we've done so far. Um, it's actually the book I read. It's actually pretty short. You can pick it up. It's only like... 150 pages. Oh, so okay. That's not bad. I recommend if you it. have the audiobook of that, it'd be done in like two days. Yeah, boom. Um, and uh, last year I did go to Iceland and I went to the place supposedly it's set in the beginning in which they go to the volcano. I went to that volcano. So what John's saying wow. is he's an expert. Yeah. That's what John's <laughs> I am to say. a journey savant. Great. So I haven't, yeah, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable on any geography or anything. So that, that yeah. part of this was a whole new See, experience. I have an advantage over John where I was actually born in the center of the earth. Yeah. See, John, he's John a knows mole where person. they it. Yeah, you right. Know. You grew up with the lizard people, and you have all the secrets no, 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 of the no, no, Illuminati. No. Uh, we've gone over this before. Okay. I was born amongst a tribe of women where women rule the world instead of men. And so instead of like phallic like buildings, everything oh, is more shaped right. like a vagina. So things were built into the ground as, a, as opposed to oh, out of the ground. Okay. So, you so I come from heat. underground. Right, exactly. Okay. He's very judgmental about it. Um, but I well, have some experience with living underground is all I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm an above ground creature. So yeah. I have none with that. Listen, either. I get that. I've experienced it. I've stayed out here in LA. I, I like being above ground. It's nice. I like the sun. It's a, it's a good feature to being above ground. But then again, being inside of a, a female vagina is also right. Uh, I can it's basically where I lived. It's, <laughs> speaking of warm burrowing places. So they go into, okay. So the whole story is like, um, that this okay, so it's about a professor, Professor Liedenbrock, and his like nephew Axel, and they I think originally are based in Germany, and he uncovers Liedenbrock comes home one day and, and discovers a cipher for this old like Viking uh, explorer that went to the journey went to the center of the earth and then came back and he wrote this like book and he's like oh he's like we'll follow in his footsteps we'll go and we'll discover this new, rediscover this new place that he went to so they travel to Iceland. They pick up Hans along the way in Iceland, who's like this, like basically mute. It's like a we- it's weird to think of like Jules in- Verne's awesome. Yeah, Jules Verne is great. Yeah, and it, but it's it's interesting to see the flip side because usually they'll pick up like the native, you know, tribal guy, and it's in and when you go to the jungle, it's some you know like Native American or whatever. It's like a minority character, but it's funny that the the, the guide is just like this like white man you know like they pick up that doesn't speak any english but and then they pick him up he's like okay i'll go and then he goes with them all the way um that's what happens when you film in texas yes (laughs) or write a book in iceland there's no yeah there's no minorities in iceland this is true um 
And so they have the wonderful idea of they go through a volcano, at least a dormant volcano, which is, I don't think is a good idea in at all in reality. No volcanoes are a good idea to journey into. Um, but yeah, so they uh, so they decide to go into this uh, volcano. Um, I think we'll just dive into the episode because uh, I just want to play quickly because Axel, not so much in the because the book is from Axel's POV uh, and they make this guy a little whiny bitch. In the show, and yeah. in the episode, he, which was. is which is weird because the name Axel, it's tough. It's a tough name. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he kept talking about wanting to go home to read his books, right? Yeah. Is that his? Because like all he does to do is study, and he like had like a girlfriend. He was gonna get married, and then like his uncle's like, "You gotta come with me, Axel. Like we gotta go to the journey, you know, on this way." And then Axel's like, "Oh man." So is it kind of is the book kind of a coming of uh, coming of age book for Axel? A little bit because it's like learning to trust his like crazy uncle who okay. and what's really kind of messed up and they kind of highlight this in the in in, the sh- in this episode a little bit is that, um, you know, Liedenbrock, by all definitions, should have gotten them all killed on numerous occasions hmm. during the journey. And and his personality is very much like I will I will gladly all die in the name of like doing this. But then he's bailed out constantly by like miraculous things. So it's like they're out of water. Yep. And he's like, whatever. And it's like he's like, you know, we must keep going, blah blah blah. It's like, oh we found water, great. Like we can keep going. Like Remind me, this episode it opened on the on the journey of Saturday? No, I don't. Well, I mean, we'll go back to when we get to okay. Oakdale, but okay. um, I just want to open really quick just on the journey stuff, just because we were just talking about it. And um, this is the opening shot with Axel being descended into the volcano. <laughs> An actually living one. Uncle, we have to stop. This is sheer lunacy. It's a great set. <laughs> nice lisp there. Sheer lunacy. Surely you can see that we will never make it. You must make my uncle understand. I like his twirling inspection of his, his yeah. items. It's very dark. Hans didn't speak much, and he didn't want to cross the leader of the pack. Professor Liedenbrock. Yes. <laughs> yes, one of the best outfits thus far for Wishbone. Yeah, so cute. Uncle, we still have time to turn back before we are lost. Nonsense, Axel. Look what I've just found. The letters A and S. So? It's implying that he's holding a flashlight up. A-S. The initials A-S. Arne Sagnuson, who claimed to have gone to the center of the Earth 300 years ago. They are a sign. It's Proof incredible how right well track. those glasses are staying right. in that oh, yeah. yeah. So that's a little hint, a little taste of uh, the crazy uh, professor and stuff. And does Wishbone always play like the main character of the book? Um, often he will, but um, there are occasions where I think he doesn't, especially if it's a female main character. Mm. Um, he'll usually be like the sidekick to that character. So Joan of Arc, he was like the friend. Um, who was the other one we did? Um, what was the other Joan of Arc like uh, episode we did? I don't know. Uh, Cyrano, he was. Well, no, he was Cyrano. Um, um, oh, he was. Um, Jesus. Uh, oh, and Don Quixote. Yes, yeah, Don Quixote. He was, he he was, was Pancho. He, he was Pancho. Yes. Um, so he's, yeah, he, it, I think it depends on how much the how much the dog is capable because I think if, if the character is very performance heavy in terms of, uh, you need, I don't know, I guess they like, you know, uh, Don Quixote mm-hmm. and that way you probably need, I don't know if it's hard to convey like a crazy dog 
Oh, you know, to play I like see. a crazy so old man. Physical performance. Some, yeah, more right. physical performance. Because I think the, the dog does have limitations in that way. But I did notice with the performance here with Wishbone that his accent carried into reality sometimes. He, yeah, he's his. It's interesting how well he he kind of Robin Williams did it a little bit, where he'll like kind of have fun with his voiceover acting in that way. He's he's method. Yeah, he's very method. And so sometimes... Well, well technically the character Wishbone, the but I feel actor. like the voice actor is having fun. Yeah. He's embodying Wishbone. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally see him as method. And so, like, I think if they make the mistake of bringing him onto, like, the Oakdale lines and, like, the incredible... The, the Journey of the Earth lines in the same same day, they're going to get sort of weird confluence of, of yeah kind of, okay. because he doesn't know like am i the dog right now <laughs> or am i the guy yeah. who's traveling into this volcano which isn't but it I, weird like you want to go down why do you go up first who thinks that's a great idea well so you have to go in you, through the volcano right but thing. you got to go up into the volcano. Well, they yeah, do. they rep- repel down. Yeah, they re- but they, they have to go. They do have to go up because that's the only entrance in. But that's what I mean. Is kind of like it's like a weird idea. Yeah. Like I mean, it is. It let's go underground, but first let's 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 first. Yeah, because the easiest higher. way up, yeah. the easiest way in is through the top. You gotta. But why would you summit. assume? Why would you assume that the volcano is gonna let you get any further down than? Because he's just. He, the they're following a, a regular, map. Of, yeah. They're, they're following a, a map of sorts. Like yeah. they're basically following the footsteps of another guy that already kind of traversed this path, and so they're following in that that path. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. Not to say when you actually go there, but when you actually go there, uh, you can go. There's like caves around that volcano that you can go down into, and like I guess there is ways in to that volcano, but it's like I don't know. Anyway, a lot of volcanoes are like that. They'll have little outputs. Fissures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and volcano and earthquakes happen, and which can cause openings and other things. I think in the, going back to does he always play the main character? I feel like in this episode he could have switched. He could have been Axel, hmm. and I think still. Ha- and they kind of gotten like an older actor to play leading Brock. I think they typically like to give Wishbone the Mo- character of the more authoritative, like the more authoritative character. They don't usually like to make him look like the fool. They, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's more like the fool in Oakdale, but when he's in the story, he's usually in like the more intelligent position. Yeah, but I, I think that, and that, that makes sense because for Don Quixote, Don Quixote is right. more of a fool, exactly. so they don't want to make they him. They made him Poncho. Yeah, because I don't think they want to undermine the authority of Wishbone. They want the kids to see Wishbone as like the sort of like smart, cool guy. Yeah. and if they think he's like weird and dumb, then but that, like, that's they what's might interesting. Not be as this this uh, story is like Poncho, you know, the Don Quixote, except if Don Quixote was right every time. Basically, right. yes, and he keeps getting true. proven right over and over again. So it's like, yeah, when they run out of water, they're like, oh fuck, you brought us down here, we're all gonna die. Wait, oh, we just, just found some water. Bash you know? in the side of a mountain, <laughs> and it just water comes out. Comes out like a pipe. Not a, not a, not high stakes there. Yeah. In the book, though, it's funny because when that happens, they like, they're like, oh, there's water, and they like break it. It's like scalding hot. Ah, when they do it. That would make more Is this sense. before or after he did Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea? This is before. Okay. So he's got like a thing with going deep. Yeah, but he did a lot James of Cameron. Well, yeah, you know? like Jules Verne yeah. predicted a lot of really cool like science fiction oh, yes, kind of stuff, yeah. and like and in this one it's interesting because when they get to later, and I have a clip of the the sea monster <laughs> that's in there, but oh, um, so good. You know, like yeah, there's a part where there's like sea monsters and dinosaurs, and even like there's like ten uh, foot tall like primitive like Neanderthals they run into oh, wow. from a distance and stuff. So there's all this like crazy stuff they find and. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, before we get too far into it, let's jump into Oakdale. Um, so 
Wanda is trying to plant a tree, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she does the because and she explains to Joe, Sam, and David that for Arbor Day she plants a tree every year, mm-hmm. and she's been doing so for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, without asking, she just decides I'm going to plant a tree on my neighbor's property, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I do not think is something you're allowed to do. No, uh, and they just accepted it. Yeah, they're just uh, like okay. Is Wanda is so Wanda seemed very righteous. And oh that, yes. And oh yeah. Is she she's that a, type of person? Oh, she's a bleeding yes. heart liberal. Okay. Well, for Texas. Yeah. But Whereas Ellen, where does she? She's still in the sign. Ellen don't give a fuck about yeah, anything. Ellen just just chill as fuck. Yo, like, Ellen, uh, I'm jumping way ahead here, but there is a point when water bursts on Wanda's face, and Ellen laughs in her yeah. face with just no can, remorse. Doesn't even help her. No, just is like just I'm just gonna laugh at you. Yeah. Ellen's kind of the best. Ellen's yeah. awesome. She's pretty chill. Yeah. Wanda is a manic crazy person yeah neurotic a little bit and Uh yeah a lot of very sensitive um loves to make weird hats like she seems like one of those people like and the way she dresses it's like i need to have everything perfectly in my way or like Uh i'm gonna freak out she's got a lot of crystals in her house yeah she does (laughs) we've been inside of her house we've been inside her house before wishbone went inside and got trapped once she's one of those wouldn't want to be on that end of wanda's house (laughs) but um so yeah so the kids help decide to help uh, her dig a hole to um, help uh, plant this tree. Mm-hmm. And so they're digging, but they easily, I think, get tired pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The wishbone decides to step in and just starts digging like a madman comically. They clearly, mm-hmm. he goes in the hole and they're just like someone is throwing dirt out of that mm-hmm. hole. And they're just like watching him go. Like they're watching some weird act happening. They're wide eyed over yeah. the hole. Yeah, they're like, well, what is this dog doing? Um, but uh, I'll play the clip of what happens. Wishbone has done quite a bit on this show when it comes to digging. Maybe it's some water for Wishbone. <laughs> yeah, he's the one doing all the digging. And Joe's like, eh, nah. What was that? Pay dirt! Yes. What you got there, boy? I just uh, dig the stuff up, pal. <laughs> I don't analyze it. Mm, it's just a piece of junk. David didn't find that when Tasted he had the metal detector. <laughs> I don't think it's just a piece of junk. Well, there's only one way to find out. Come on. You like that haircut? Ellen. Hey, where's everybody going? Hey, guys. Oh, Wait for the dog. <laughs> she looks like Pee Wee Herman. She <laughs> yeah, does. She I made does. that observation yes. a while back. Like She's like Pee Wee Herman's brother. Um, a brother? Yeah, like it's for a more <laughs> masculine version of Pee Wee <laughs> I mean, by that, I mean sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you had it right the first yeah, time. No, but that definitely that's a, an, ending her on making some choices, some ver- visual facial choices for uh, Wanda. Um, but yeah, so they find a piece of metal. Uh, basically, like it looks like a coin. Um, and they take it to Ellen. Ellen decides it helps them clean it off. It's written in Latin. Mm-hmm. And she helps decipher it. Um, she says it's gold. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it. Yeah, again, this isn't the first time they found something in their front yard. No, it's not. It's it's a trope that the show is starting to uh, beat itself on. Well, that's the thing about Oakdale, right? Is Oakdale has treasures and mysteries has to secrets. it, right? Because very they, historical they town. They build up Oakdale throughout the episode. I feel like, and throughout the throughout the episodes in general, there's like there's been it's all a lot of it is about history and you know uncovering the past sometimes. And in an earlier episode, there was an old someone that used to live in their house came back to visit, 
and they had so they That's had like weird. a time machine yeah. buried in their like little box they had buried. She in. had a time capsule. Yeah, <laughs> not time machine. A time machine. Yeah, <laughs> Marty. <laughs> <laughs> and and also the first episode of the series is about some guy coming and digging up a grave. Um, yeah, a no name grave, and it like had his family's like secret treasures in it. There was he actually digs no up there. a grave. There's no it, one there though. But it wasn't wow. a body. It was a grave for yeah, like heirlooms and stuff. Yeah. Okay. His family had but hidden he, their treasures there and said it was a grave a so that people would leave it alone. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is at least Was this the an third open time. police investigation? Was that the episode? Uh, no, the children thought it was best if they handled it themselves. Because it was a, it was uh-huh, a Tom yes. Sawyer episode. Yeah. So they were like, oh, let's go explain. Let's go yeah. look at a dead body, you know? Stand okay. by me style. And, you know, Ellen being the baller she is, she was like, I'm going to go down there and take a look. Also, doesn't notify the police. Wow. They're in Texas. You know, so she's armed. Yes. So, like, she's clearly carrying. So, if something <laughs> but went down, like she Austin could handle a little herself. bit. So, maybe they're not armed. Now, this yeah. is Oakdale. Oh, yeah. This ain't no Austin. It sounds like a this suburb of Austin. the 1990s. There was no Austin that there is today this is the George Bush years down there. Exactly. Know? <laughs> you know Ellen's packing. And if shit went down, she was not going to have a problem. I don't know. She so seems kind of just chill and rolls with the situation. So, if, she, like, someone breaks into her house, she'd be like, Okay. But that's mm-hmm. usually the type, though. That's true. She'll, that's the type. That's why she's not worried about it. Because she knows, like, <laughs> also, if there's a problem. She's got that cool. Also, yeah. why isn't she not working? I mean, she is Wait, working she most work, of the time. doesn't she? Yeah. But, like, this episode, she's like, I guess I'm doing nothing today. I'll help my kid, like, my kid and his friends. Uh, and find- leave a so, boiling hot bowl of water on <laughs> the stove. She's a librarian and I guess also a writer because she's mentioned at times that she's writing stuff. Okay. But she does randomly, like, as the show's gone on, like, be like, I have to go to work and just, like, takes off. Like, there's some weird, like, Dewey Decimal emergency. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Joe, can you handle it? I'm gonna go. And, like, the weird excuses that she seems to have for work or never being at work are kind of all over the place. John's not popular with this theory that I have, but I'm starting to begin to think that she's a dominatrix and she has various clients. And so that's why she works these odd hours. Oh, She has quite the lovely house for a librarian. Yeah, librarians don't make much money. Well, and she's very, like... But she's widowed. Weird, so... crazy things happen, and she's kind of like, like, I've seen some shit. Like, she seems like she's like, I've seen some shit. Like, this is not weird for me. I, yeah. think, I think you should stop peddling this lie. If we're going to get Rick Duffield on the show, <laughs> you know, we're the creator of the show. We, we, can't, <laughs> we can't call Ellen a dominatrix. I mean, this could be a spinoff for them, <laughs> which is pretty exciting, actually. Wish about 20 years later. The dumb years. Um, no, she's probably just driving an Uber. Yeah. She's probably just, like, got a side job. But so she... she okay, so but the whole thing is um, that we learned in this scene, uh, the scene previously was she knows Latin or knew Latin. She studied it in school. She seems smart. Yeah. She, but she's a librarian. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're smart. It's just... I don't you think you work in a library. a librarian. I think yeah. that you actually have to, like, go through some sort of training... Yeah, I don't know if that'd be like a gas station job. It's not. Or you, Learning you, Latin. Be, you actually need a degree, right? Yeah, to be I, a believe, I believe uh, yeah. it actually is something you need to be like, you okay. have some level of a degree and like be certified and like you go through training. I believe a lot of people like librarians actually, I think are actually pretty decent jobs, depending on maybe what libraries you work like, for. Like you may try and push librarians down on this podcast. Uh, Texas yeah, librarians. But uh, we're going to lift the librarians up. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Fair enough. She's clearly able to support her family with it. Okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. And a dominatrix. (laughs) (laughs) 
and her Kareem Abdul-Jabbar baseball card that they sold for the money. Um, Anyways, what's this? Oh, yeah, they do have that. Well, Joe has a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar baseball card from I his father. he played baseball. Oh, man. No, no, no basketball, sorry. It. Wow. You beat me to it. I was, oh, okay. <laughs> I had my podcast beer in hand, and I couldn't I couldn't get the words out. I'm so glad that you, mixing that you brought that up. it up, That was though. just my instincts coming out there. Like Think about how much more rare that would be, though. Well, he, did, he, pull, really he pulled a Jordan and I played for it. him in a baseball uniform. From 78 to 79. Just like baseball. a gag. From 78 to 79 with Jordan? No, like Jordan. <laughs> like Jordan. Oh, okay. So he's like a Deion Sanders, Michael Jordan type of player. Yeah, he went like a he Bo had, Jackson. Yeah, he went to he went across, you know, play sports and John's uh, just trying to plug his new sports podcast. Yeah. It's called Baseball or what Basketball. If they played a different sport. <laughs> <laughs> um I want to just play just a I you know, Christian, you have not reacted to the sea monster every time I mention it, so I'm just going to play it right now uh, in the following scene. Our travelers crossed an underground ocean. Here it comes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just missed out on being Perfect. Look at their monster. lackadaisical reactions. <laughs> that was close. I kind of have to find England out if Kara's to take a stroll on the beach. Listen. Who's that? She's a great visual special effects, effects. Special effects editor. She won an Emmy. I love this part. Intense. He looks like... Fake beard. Fake beard. That Wait, is not a fake beard. He looks that like Patrick real. Warburton. No, he looks like the Troll Hunter. Mm. Great movie. I'll give Wishbone credit for their cinematography. And this set's pretty good. I know, they good. really, they try sometimes. It's good, yeah. This is one of their better they sets. They have some inspired directing sometimes on this show. They blew their whole budget on this. You on know, fake plans. You know someone was a big fan of this book. What's this, this really lightweight bone? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Axel, my boy. Let's pet Do it. Do you know what you found? A bone. Not just oh, a bone. man. It's part of a mastodon. Up oh, those surface, glasses are so extinct. adorable. But down here, like our sea monster, possibly the mastodon still lives in these very jungles. Uncle, I have to admit, this has been a marvelous trip. I apologize for. It feels a little bit like a Star place. Trek episode, Forget all like where yeah. they go back we to Earth, work to do. like yeah. in the past or something. And that guy's about to go into Mr. Robot after the show. <laughs> he looks like the main character. He kind of does, actually. That drawn-in face, and those bulgy, beady eyes. Wishbone is a good actor. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give him that. Oh, he's too. great. He's great at direction. It's, it's, it's blocking. It's oh, yeah. very funny. The one thing that always comes up every time a guest comes on, they're like, I have to like, they're like, I have to say it. Wishbone is a great actor. Like he, the dog is probably the best actor on the show. He's the most consistent. He's very good. And the voice actor does a good job. Oh, definitely. He's very good he's voice fun. acting. He's a fun, fun player in the show. That's great. Him um, and Wanda. I think what's interesting about this episode, there really isn't that much to the episode. Because no. basically they spend most of the episode just... Trying to figure out what this coin says that Wishbone finds. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so, and it's like, they spend like good, good two scenes, and I'll just play this one right says, now. While Valar Morgulis. <laughs> Valar Morgulis. All men must die. But, um. my old Latin book. But, like, you know, so they spend the whole time just the trying one to figure book out. on Latin. Hey, guys, food's ready. The, yeah, the old Look Latin. at how light that book is. <laughs> Here's yeah, all of Latin. Hmm. I wonder what the Latin is for. Come and get it. I don't think there were any Romans in Oakdale. It's not a coin. 
It's a metal. So Sam metal. really pushes his mm -hmm. theory here. I think here. so. There's a date. Well, I don't really want to talk about the Civil War because they're in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're kind of like hush, Sam. Well, let's think about it. What was going on back then? People were eating dinner. They were building Dog is always hungry. And eating Very dinner. There's a gold rush out west. <gasps> and they ate dinner. Don't forget the Civil War. David, don't bring that up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes, lots of soldiers eating dinner. <laughs> okay, here it is. A decoration for the sake of honor, for military bravery, and... It must be a medal given to a soldier. Maybe from the Civil War. <laughs> David, <laughs> don't bring it up. It must have been some kind of a hero. Well, is that this NJ person? No, well, Civil War. No. There must be a backing piece to the medal. How come? Well, the inscription stops in mid-sentence. It has to continue on the other side. And that's why the other side is plain. Hmm, the backing piece must have fallen off somewhere. Well, if you can find it, you'll know who NJ is. New Jersey. The hole! New Jersey. The hole! Um, yeah, so they furiously run back outside to um, dig a hole. And this isn't a criticism, but you just mentioned it earlier, but is the plot usually this light? Because the turns are... Like I said, like it's it, this seems very light. Sometimes they like almost overdo it, and then they have like 30 seconds of like trying to wrap things up like as quickly Which is as possible. Great. Like, great. You know, I think it's like sometimes that does happen, and it's just like it, it's, they're just light speed to the end trying to fix okay. everything. Whereas this one, I kind of felt like almost they were dragging their feet to get to the They end. had no story. The guy was like, I want to do Journey to the Center of the Earth, and someone was like, I have no idea how we make... An equivalent story in Oakdale about this. Yeah. So I was like, "What if they like did well, because, because find the, something?" They're like, the, "We already did that." I don't know. What if they find something? It's like a mystery. Well, it is because yeah. I think Journey to the Center Earth is really a story about endurance and just you know paying off your faith in some ways because it's like, oh, if I make it to that, like we just got to keep going, just keep going, and we'll like. But it's like, oh, it seems hopeless, and then it's like, oh, and then it pays off. But really, there's not much in terms of happens in the book that feels very repetitive like mm. a lot of things just kind of like it's on walking for a while and then and axel doubting himself and not figuring it out so maybe that's why they couldn't really find too much on the oakdale side to do because it was like well we found this thing what do we do okay let's is just it, try to is decipher there a it. Of the earth about endurance because like it is i think it, i mean it's about discovery and stuff but it is about like rewarding your your persistence and your endurance search for glory because i feel yeah. like rewarding someone's persistent endurance usually they get tested by not having rewards and it pays off in the end whereas throughout journey the center of the earth anytime they start to like seem to, someone starts to question it something like good happens yeah, and it's at first, but then what happens is, like, so not only they keep going and down, 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 and it's, like, nothing, they don't find anything, and it just, it's just endless tunnels. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, just when you think, like, they're about to die, they find water, and then so they keep going, keep going, keep going. And the next thing you know, is like, okay, this is kind of pointless, we're just going sideways now, we're not yeah. even, like, going down anymore. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they open up, and they're, like, on a beach, in, like, this weird, like you know, giant cavernous thing and it's like an ocean in front of them. So then they make a raft and they just start rafting and then it's like, next thing you know, it's days later and they're still rafting across yeah. this like giant... Well, they're you know, on sub-layer one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, um, so yeah, they just keep going but then it's like every time they think that it's never going to end, then finally like something changes, like something in their luck changes and then it goes up. So it's more of just like, you know, when you go hiking or you do any type of journey 
and you're like, should we keep going? I don't know. Like, are we there yet? Let's just go back. And then it's like, well, then, oh, no, it's just around the bend. It's like the next stop in your life. Okay. Anyways, that's my my two cents. (laughs) Do you have two cents? I have a gold medal. I have a gold medal. (laughs) It sounds like it's about fate, too, a little bit. Because if the turns in the book happen similar to wishbone where literally a guy can just bash in the side of a mountain and find what he needs. Like that's, there's a fate aspect to that. Like this guy's meant to so just do this journey and figure this out and complete this his you know, purpose. Quest. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a little bit of that. And um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I haven't read it. So don't take that. I don't know. I think fact. there should be a little bit more suffering for there. This to be about endurance. That's all. Feel like there should be you like wanna, you want a torturous religious aspect just, to it. I just feel like, like if it's magma about endurance, in the face. you want a job <laughs> and like believing they're doing the right thing. Like there should have been a, a point in time where they're like starving, and it's like all odds are against them, and it's like they decide to keep going anyway. But I think that not that because there. something good happens, but then because they decide to go anyway, something happens that like shows them they're still going on the right path. Not something shows them they're going on the right path, so then they continue decide to continue as opposed to they decide to continue because they found something. Oh, it's like, I see. You see what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's what my so, problem with So the they were is. at a stop, and then they get lucky. Exactly, so they as keep going. As opposed to like push through it, and as a result of pushing through it, therefore, exactly. this new thing happens that helps Whereas, them. Whereas, like, and, and those I feel like are kind of incongruous, because I think your idea, your second idea is right, where you're saying it's more about like des- destiny, predestination. It's like these things have to happen. Is, is incongruous with the idea of endurance because if you're being tested and it's an endurance, it's, it's something you have to endure and get through, you, you can't have it be a destined thing because it has to be something that you push yourself through. So the payoff should come, some level of payoff should come after you pass the test, not you keep going because there's there was a sign to do so. The sign to keep going should become after you make the decision to do so if it's about endurance. I think that Jules Verne is a little bit too optimistic about his, his tests of faith. But that's oh, yeah. why I think it's more about sea monsters, volcanoes, and mastodons. And under, but that that is beaches. such like a weird yeah. anecdote in terms of the story. Like they sort of like see those things and they're just sort of passing by, and they don't study them or like explore them. They're just like, all right, there goes a sea monster. Let's get the fuck out of here. Or like, there goes a giant man. Let's just not bother him. Like, let's get away from him. You know, <laughs> yeah, what is that guy doing? You know, just chilling, herding his mammoths, growing, <laughs> growing tall. <laughs> unaware of his own existence in the center of the earth yeah you know. he's like whoa there they go um so you think he's like you think there's small people from up to there <laughs> yeah i wonder what if we or... climb out to the top of the earth let's do it yeah he needs a pulley system to get well, that's what out. when you were down there growing up yeah you know did was, were you like that no there were no giant men oh okay the women killed there were giant the women yeah, the men were mostly for procreating, but things have changed. It's become a more liberal society as time has gone on now. The matriarchy is overthrown. Of, they're trying to move beyond their xenophobia, so it's not an exchange system that I was allowed to leave. So okay. why were yeah, why were you chosen? I was part of the exchange system. So they took something in return for you? Exchange system? Yeah. Oh, okay. They Who, took more women. More they women. Like, <laughs> they like women. That explains a lot of the lack of women. Anyway, let's <laughs> get an out topic here. Um, 
uh, quickly just so they run outside uh, Joe, Sam and David to go back to helping Wanda and Wanda's like, Oh, thank God you helped me. And then they start digging furiously and Wanda's like, wait, no, no, no. And they hit a pipe. This is the best part of the um, episode. I'm not, I'm going to play that clip later, but um, I'm going to just play Cause then it cuts to, so like this water spouting out and it cuts to um, in during the center of the earth, a volcano is erupting mm-hmm. due to um, them blowing up a rock. You know, which I think doesn't happen in the book. They just, like, go down. They just rapids that suddenly takes them to the thing. But here's this uh, great special effect of them coming up through the air. Oh, wait, never mind. This is super erotic. Look at Ellen. The whole neighborhood comes to watch. I know, that a lot happened. <laughs> I tried to tell you. You done dirty things. You hit your sprinkler line. Oh, Wanda, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Not really. See, there was Very this disingenuous. I got it. Wait a minute. What was that? Wish one's not muddy at all. He's all business, too. Yeah. I kind of wish that they had hit the septic line. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, shit all over her face. <laughs> Thank you. It was nothing. <laughs> Wishbone would dive right in. Outstanding. They didn't have to clean that metal. This day, it was May the backing 5th, plate. 1864. To Noah Johnstone. And you know what's impressive? Did you say Noah Johnstone? She didn't need the book. She remembered all the Latin Colonel since she Noah last looked Johnstone. at it. That is actually. That's why you needed to agree That's to be why they had, they had to rush this part. I can't believe I'm holding this. This medal has been lost for years. She's part of the historical Until society. Now. Yeah, How she runs a museum, so right? Just a historical this society. guy oh. was also the first mayor of the town you live in. Killed a lot of Native Americans. Why? Tradition has it probably. that Noah Johnstone planted many of the yeah, that's probably oak trees so. in Oakdale. <laughs> She's that's very, that's very Pee Wee Herman over there right there. Yeah. She really does look like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> These kids don't know I what to make of her emotion. I collection down at the Oakdale Historical Society. I really hate well, Joe's I, hair I so mean, much. If it's okay with you? He's the main guy? Yeah. What? It's a very 90s cut. What do you cut. think, Wishbone? No time for chit-chat, He's had like oh, yeah, three episodes without it. This is part I wanted to play too here. I've got new treasure what? to find. What the fuck is he going? Fucking weird. How far down is this? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so basically Wishbone dies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conclusion. Yeah. He just keeps going. You know, he doesn't stop it that way. Um, I, I thought I was going to play it, but I'm not going to play the clip of the uh, Journey to the Earth ends with them coming up through a volcano and they end up in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why when you... Uh, that's a far landing. Yeah. Well, because if you, in the geography of the show, they or in the story, they go down and then like for, you know, months or for a month or so, they're just going across mm-hmm. like an ocean. They keep going. So basically they're traveling southward under the, you know, the crust. And because you're closer to the earth. Yes. It's a shorter distance. Yeah. It's so like being on the inside lane out. of a track. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then when you if you go to the cave that's like outside of that volcano in Iceland, there's a sign in the middle of the cave that says like to Italy, like pointing downward. I like that. You know? Really? Like, yeah. Directions. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like directions <laughs> did to Italy. Did you take Italy. a picture of that? Um I think I took it. I I'll have to look through my photos. I think I took a picture. I like that. That's I'll good. You should you should put that in the Wishbone image for this okay. episode. I'll do it. Definitely. Um you know, so that that is the journey of the server. That is hot diggity dog, diggity diggity dog, diggity uh, diggity, no diggity. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think overall of the episode? 
Uh, you know what? I loved watching Wanda get water in her face. That was very, very satisfying. I will very say because she played it well. Um, I felt the plot was a little thin. Not much, not much to go off of there. Um, but great job by the directors. The set was great. The caves were great. Wishbone was great. Dog direction. Uh, dog direction was phenomenal. Animal Wranglers. Loved them. Loved loved the POVs. Loved the loved the POV in the beginning, which we didn't talk about of Wishbone running into the yard. And then they oh, do the monster cam stuff. Yeah, I and uh, I, I did like the ending little uh, bonus thing of like the the special effects guy talking about like we we'll put a gas line down, you know, with the earthquake thing. And, like we'll have the actor run through, and then the fire will come up, and it was just like, like we're a, you know, creating a volcanic eruption, and, and it looked intense. Yeah, it's like a war zone. That was actually the best, you know, sort of practical effects I think they've used so far. Sometimes the cave system they built with all that styrofoam. Yeah. That was- <laughs> Very good. It was an ambitious episode. It was ambitious for it, for it being light on story. I think it was very um, did very well in the, the aspects that wasn't story. How do you feel they connected this episode? Because typically the stories are supposed to be not really analogous. This one I felt. I think it, really for me it would have been more no. of like if Joe, Sam, and David like went to Jackson Park and found a cave and they were like exploring the cave and got lost like Tom Sawyer style. And they had to like get out. I would have liked that story better. Yeah, I that's could already see more interesting. Them with headlamps on. Yeah, where this this felt very like that one episode, or like an it, abandoned like factory or house or something a mine, like that. Mine, a yeah. mill, a factory, yeah. anything, anything with higher stakes. Than yeah, digging a hole. This for one felt very like the Whip Van Winkle episode of like digging up your front yard to find like old historical stuff and like connecting to your past and realizing there's like history in the ground below you. Yeah. Well, do you get the feeling that maybe Wishbone? I'm only going off of one episode, but Wishbone is less about the story and more about educating the viewer yes but you still want to craft at least something that's relevant mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. part of the the whole point of of having the oakdale world is that it's supposed to relate the themes of the narrative that they're trying to get kids interested in so maybe they'll want to read the book or maybe when they're older they want to read the book um depending on their age when they're watching it but if it's successful if it's a successful episode which i would have to say this episode's not in doing this the same message should be carried by the story in Oakdale so that when you're a child, you can watch the story that takes place in Oakdale and that's a relatable story to you mm. as, a, as a kid, but you're getting thematically the same message that the narratives that they're also showing you tells. And I don't know what the message they're really telling Other than kids, like, like go out front and destroy your parents. <laughs> or no, just like keep, keep searching, keep digging. Uh, until you like find the answers you need, you know, or you know, pers- persistence. Yeah, Persist, persistence, yeah. and like keep going. Yeah, don't stop. Like, I, I, obviously, it's not the same in terms of what they actually do versus like journeying through a cave, you know, or whatever underneath. And but it's but that's it is something kind of more like, that a kid could do. Yeah, yeah. Which so. I guess that makes sense as to why they didn't go in like a cave or something because. Like what? What would they be doing there? Like other than like searching again? Yeah, unless for, like, they have like a treasure map grave. and they re- wanted to remake Goonies. Yeah. like that would be the only way you could get that same story. So I guess I see why they did it, but I, I don't know. They, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think it worked well for me. Um, I just think it was yes a little light in terms I of like, Oakdale stuff. I like the narrative story in this one, but the yeah. Oakdale story was very weak for me in this one. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. a good conflict. There was no good conflict for them. No, not really much going on other than Wanda yeah. upset that they were digging too much at one point. 
But first, for the first part, she wanted the to dig, and then she was like, "Oh, they're like not digging at all because they left me." Yeah. And now they're coming back, and then she's like, "Wait, you dig too much, and now you got my nice outfit wet and my hat." And, and but then she found Noah Johnstone's medal. Yeah, and now it's another thing she can add to the collection at the historical society. And then she society. did that like sappy, like cry happiness thing that no one they couldn't even interpret awful. it. The yeah. kids couldn't interpret what she was because she was already probably wet, and like you couldn't tell what was tears yeah. or what was just her being wet. You know, <laughs> I think it's a little, a little bit unusual that Ellen wasn't upset that the kids had just broken a water main in her front yard. I mean, I wonder how much it's going to cost to fix. Quite a bit. She's got the cash. That's true. Yeah. I think I think her late husband, so Joe's father is, is dead. We don't know how. I don't oh, think do they actually mention it? Dominatrix yeah. accident. <laughs> he forgot the safe word. I think I think maybe Joe's Joe's dad and uh, Ellen's late husband had a very expensive life insurance plan taken out on him. Mm. And so she's just like, you're just you're just supplying all these like storylines to her. Or I think she's just a chill mom that's got some, you know, got that sweet, sweet library money. But her eyes, though, she does have a little bit something else to her. Yeah. Magic. She is very confident. She's not, so she's not as much, she is chill, but well, she's got this, like, strong confidence. But we were, like, kind of, which I find it's, like, very erotic. <laughs> very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what we were talking about, like, she is kind of the librarian of the li- of the Oakdale. She's, like, like the librarian of their lives. And that, like, you need someone that's sort of strong, consistent, the as far and confident and chill, um, you know, to be someone that you're guiding, you know, and like as opposed to Wishbone, Wishbone's kind of all over the place. He kind of whatever you want him to be, he'll be. And like Ellen's just a, like the same person every episode. Ellen is the rock. Yeah. Wishbone is the spontaneity. Yeah. He's the fire. Yeah. Absolutely. He's the energy. Um, okay, so that's gonna do it for a uh, hot diggity dog. Um, Sean, thank you for coming on. It was it was great to have you. Where can we uh, find you? Out, out, uh, in the, out in the verse, huh? Got Twitter. I, I didn't you got really Instagram. think about. I used to Twitter. I used to Instagram. Do you I perform got, anywhere. I, I was I on do. that swarm. Yeah, I actually I do perform. I perform every Friday at the Improv Space in uh, Westwood. So come on out at eight o'clock and watch Ruby play. That's my team. Ruby, Ruby, with a was it? Where is it at? The Westwood Improv Space at okay. Westwood, Improv space uh, Westwood. which is cool. If uh, any of you uh, East Siders haven't been to Westwood, it's it's a college town. We'll make a like, journey to the center of Westwood. Journey to the center <laughs> of UCLA <laughs> to see improv comedy. Uh, Christian, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me and the rest of our shows at zeitheist.com. Uh, you can tweet at me at tweet Humes, and uh, back here on Wishbone, yeah. Wishboning every two weeks. You can find me in the eastern lands of Atwater. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to finish by... Uh, I just quickly put together a, a loop of uh, Wanda getting wet. <laughs> I hope this is t- one hour long. <laughs> it's a minute long, but I, we'll fade I, I it out. I kind of wish... Can, I, can we, is there any way you can put this on a like continuous hour-long continuous loop, <laughs> continuous loop, and when you laugh, you're out, and we just see who oh, can make no. it the longest. You can do I'm it. Lose. There we go. This might be the new Goldblum laugh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we need a gif of this. We need a gif of this. 
This is how you get information I, I out really, of terrorists. I really believe... <laughs> she is going to be waterboarded. I really believe that she didn't want to do this. Like, she has her eyes shut. And she no, is, she, like, really... She's just making some choices. Just acting. Acting. I believe it. She's selling it. But doesn't it look like there was a little bit of an aside between her and Ellen, where Ellen knew, oh, this is going to be terrible for you. I'm laughing <laughs> so hard. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.